0: Welcome to Indie Reads Aloud, a storytelling podcast with your host, Diana Catherine Plopa. Come, gather round, grab a snack, and listen to a story. Each week, we'll feature a new indie author with a story to tell. There are no long-winded interviews, no sales pitches, just stories. Most of the stories we'll tell will be family-friendly, but if they're not, you'll get fair warning before the reading begins. If you want to hear more, investigate the story notes for links to the author and where to buy their books. You can find us at dkpwriter.com. And now, sit back, relax, and listen to a story. Welcome to another episode of Indie Reads Aloud Radio. We are having a blast with this podcast. It's so much fun. Um, you get to listen to stories read by authors from all over the world, and we're having a good time doing it. Today, um, we are inviting Clay Bora into the studio to join us, and he's an awesome Michigan children's author, and he does something rather unique. He writes stories surrounding idioms for children. We'll get to that explanation in just a second, but Clay, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. You're such a good friend and I'm really pleased that you've agreed to come on the program and read for us.
1: Absolutely. I definitely appreciate the uh, uh, opportunity and the invitation. I would love to.
0: Sure. For our audience, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about Clay. Clay Bora is a loving husband and father of three, and he lives in the Mitten State right here in Michigan. At an early age, Clay developed a love for the arts. Whether he was creating a new cartoon character or writing wild imaginative stories, he knew that someday art would become a part of his future. And over the years, his love and passion for the arts has continued to grow. Originally, Clay's dream was to become a cartoonist and have his very own cartoon strip in the newspaper alongside the famous Charles Schultz, who we know created the Peanuts, Jim Davis, who created Garfield, and Bill Amend, who created Foxtrot, such a super collection of artists. Um, (laughs) So he idolized these people, and and he is um, diligently walking in their footsteps with his own work. Um, the, t- the Leave It to Beamer series is a, children of, a series of children's books about a young boy named Beamer who dreams up wild, imaginative ideas from where he believes English idioms and other figures of speech may have come from. And in the end, Beamer also learns the true meanings of these silly sayings. The series is humorous, adventurous, and educational all at the same time and i gotta tell you the artwork is fantastic in this series of books oh, one you. of one of the wonderful things that you do that I, I really love is when you um present in front of a group of school children or at a book festival you teach the children how to draw these characters i um, do yep i I think that's just fantastic that you give kids an opportunity to connect with your work by doing it themselves
1: oh thank you i love doing that it's one of my favorite things and i even have a pad that on my website where i share some of the artwork that the kids have drawn after i've taught them so it's lots of fun
0: yeah absolutely and anybody who um wants to know more about that or if there are teachers out there who are interested in inviting clay into your classroom Um, You can find all of his contact information in our show notes Including a link to his website, which has a ton of really great um, connectivity information. So um, all of that's in the show notes. Also, I want to let everyone know um, if you're listening to us on Anchor or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, you're gonna hear a tremendous story. Two of them actually. (laughs) If you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to have a bonus to be able to see all of the really neat pictures that are in this book as well. So that's super fun. Um, Today Clay is going to read The Elephant in the Room and The Proof is in the Pudding. These are so much fun. I love these books. Clay when you're ready, please take over the mic and read aloud.
1: Alright, let me just give it a second to share my screen so I can get this up and going. Sure thing. from here. Alright. So the first story, as she said, is Leave It to Beamer presents the elephant in the room, written and illustrated by Clay Bora. Hey, that's me. Growing ups sure have a funny way of saying things. The other day my dad said we had an elephant living in our house. My mom was talking about my uncle being a bad cook and she said that nobody ever tells him because they don't want to hurt his feelings. That's when my dad said, yeah, that's the elephant in the room. And I looked and I looked, but I could not find an elephant in the room. Why would my dad say such a silly thing? How could an elephant even fit into our house? Hmm, so now Beamer begins to daydream. Many moons ago in a land far and away in the little town of Mastodon, the villagers were unhappy and lived in fear. That's because the town was ruled by an evil gang known as the Pachyderm Punks. The Pechaderm punks were always causing trouble and constantly making things miserable for the villagers. Not very nice guys. The mayor of Macedon didn't like this one bit. So one day he called for help from one of the local superheroes. First he called Cameron the Chameleon, but he was nowhere to be found. For those watching, can you see him hiding in in the illustration there? Then he called Chloe the Clownfish, but she was busy saving Autumn the Angelfish from the clutches of the evil green fishnet. Next he called the Brave Bear Brothers, Crazy Claw and Roaring Rowan, but they were busy hunting for honey. Again, for those watching, I don't know about you, but it's like the honey's hunting them. And since everyone else was busy, the only heroes left to call were the elusive elephant ninjas. The elephant ninjas agreed to help and hurried over to Mastodon and got right to work. They hid at the park. What do you guys think? Are they doing a good job hiding at the park? They hid at the grocery store. What do you think? Are they doing a better job at the grocery store? And even in their homes. It doesn't look like they're hiding very well in their homes either. Each time one of the Pachyderm punks would come by an elephant ninja would jump out and catch them. And within a few days, the elephant ninjas had captured every single one of the Pachyderm punks. The mayor was so pleased that he asked the elephant ninjas to stay, and from that day forward, the villagers of Mastodon lived much happier lives, knowing that there was always an elephant in the room to protect them. Poof! So now Beamer wakes up from his daydream. So then I asked my dad where the elephant hides in our house. That's when you told me that if someone says there's an elephant in the room, it really means that there is a problem that everyone is ignoring. It has nothing to do with an elephant at all. Like I said, grownups really do have a funny way of saying things. The end
0: what a wonderful story oh my gosh so great um you have a second book that you're going to be reading for us today the proof is in the pudding
1: yes so next we have leave it to beamer presents the proof is in the pudding written and illustrated by clay Bora. hey that's me again up sure have a funny way of saying things. The other day my teacher told me that the answer to my question was in some pudding. My best friend Bert and I were talking about our favorite ice cream flavors. I said mint chocolate chip was the best flavor and Bert said cookies and cream was the best flavor. I asked my teacher Miss Sherry which flavor was better. And that's when she said, Well, the proof is in the pudding, Beamer. What does pudding have to do with ice cream? And why would the answer to my question be in some pudding? Hmm. So now Beamer begins to daydream again. Many moons ago, in a land far and away, located deep within the Moose Mountains, was the city of custard. At the very heart of the city was Patty's Pudding Palace, the world famous pudding factory. The townspeople love pudding so much that they ate it for breakfast, for lunch, and even for dinner. I don't want you guys, but that's a little too much pudding for me. In their spare town, spare time, the townspeople would create pudding paintings, play at Pudding Park, and even swim in the Pudding Pond. Know. Would you guys like to swim in a Pudding Pond? Then one day, brothers Jimmy and Johnny Jackal came to town and opened up their very own factory, J.J.'s Gelatin Joint. However, the people of Custer were loyal to Patty and her pudding, and so they refused to eat any of the gelatin. Oh, poor guys. JJ's gelatin joint was in danger of closing, and the brothers realized they needed to do something drastic to save their business. What do you think of some of their business ideas? Gelatin popsicles, a gelatin statue of the mayor, How about a gelatin pool party or a gelatin eating contest? I got lots of good ideas, huh? Then one day, the people of Custard noticed that Patty's pudding didn't taste quite the same. In fact, it tasted downright gross. Patty assured everyone that she was cooking her pudding the same way she always had. But even she admitted that it didn't taste very good. The townspeople immediately stopped eating pudding and they all started eating Jimmy and Johnny's gelatin instead. Hmm, something fishy going on here. Something didn't seem right to Sweet Sophia, the town's mayor. So she hired Custard's top private investigators Lieutenant Lucas and Inspector Isaac to look into it. Lieutenant Lucas and Inspector Isaac began questioning everyone in hopes of finding an answer, but none of the townspeople knew anything. They searched for clues at Pudding Park and even looked in the Pudding Pond, but could not find anything out of the ordinary. Then one night, while he was out looking at the stars, Lieutenant Lucas noticed two dark figures sneaking into Patty's Pudding Palace. Hmm, you guys see the dark figures sneaking in back there? Fishy, huh? Lieutenant Lucas followed the dark figures and discovered that Jimmy and Johnny were sneaking spinach into Patty's pudding. Ugh. Did you guys eat spinach flavored pudding? Not me. So Lieutenant Lucas called up Inspector Isaac and Sweet Sophia and they caught Jimmy and Johnny. The brothers tried to plead their case, but after taking one bite, Sweet Sophia knew they were guilty and the proof was in the pudding. Poof. So now Beamer wakes up from his daydream again. So then I asked Miss Sherry if anyone ever puts strange things into her pudding. That's when she told us that if someone says the proof is in the pudding, it really means you need to try something for yourself to truly believe it. It has nothing to do with pudding at all. Like I said, grown-ups really do have a funny way of saying things. The end.
0: Thank you so much, Clay. And there's another book in this series called Don't Let the Cat Out of the Bag. But unfortunately, we don't have time to read that one today. So... Parents, children, check the show notes. Go find Clay's website, and you can see all the information about all three books. That's right. Clay, and be on the um, lookout.
1: I have my fourth book in the works, which is almost done. So be on the lookout for that one as well.
0: Fantastic. Um, Clay, can you? There we go. There you are. Um, there we go. So I just have one more question for you before we end today's segment. And that is, what is your favorite part about writing the Leave it to Beamer series?
1: Oh, my favorite thing. Well, first of all, Beamer is a character that I created when I was 12 years old. So something that's always been a part of me. So to now see like some life come out of him is just really, really exciting. But my favorite thing about writing children's stories, I think, is really sharing it with kids when I get to help inspire them to read and write and follow their dreams like I have, I think that's probably the biggest thing, one of my favorite things about doing this.
0: Yep, I would agree. And you are a blast with a group of children. I've I've had the pleasure to host you and, and it was so much fun. Thank you for coming on the program today and I look forward to you coming back with the next book. And Absolutely. maybe you'll read again for us.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Indie Reads Aloud Radio. We hope you'll join us again next week for another story. If you're an indie author and you'd like to share your story with us, visit our website at dkpwriter.com to sign up and read aloud.